Podcast, aka the Black Arenas Rally of Podcast. You are rocking with your main man Pledge alongside my main man B. What up? You can be rocking with anybody else in the world right now, but we do appreciate you for joining us. So, what's going on with you, B? Rona break, bro. On this run. I hear you, man. I mean, it's uh, shaking up the world, man. Got everybody in the house. I mean, just shut everything down. I mean, this is truly a unprecedented time, man. Look, bro. To the likes of I've never seen before. Uh, I don't think uh, only in history, bro. Only in history. So I don't know what to say to that. Uh, I mean, how do you feel about it? I mean, do you feel like it's kind of overblown? Do you feel like everybody's taking the right precautions? What? What? How do you feel? Uh, I do think that a lot of people aren't taking it seriously. Uh, now that people are starting to kind of sort of take it seriously, they kind of panicking a little bit. I'm still kind of mad. A lot of people ain't staying in the crib, bro. Like, stay in the house. So the junk get over with. And the more uh, it seems people are not obeying, it seems like the more uh, restrictive our governments have to be. So, yeah, man, I just wish people kind of just act right, man. Like, that's my main thing. Like, y'all chill out. Go in the house. I feel but, you. I feel you. About you, man. Um, whew, man. I I think that it should be a hard lockdown for two weeks. Like, shut everything down for two weeks. But after that, we got to get back to normal sometime soon. Like, I think that, you know, um, you know, if, if we do have to shut everything down, let it go on for two more weeks. Like, shut everything down, you know, let people, if they have it, let it get out of their system because, you know, they say two weeks is the time. But I do think that I am concerned that this will go on for months and months and months and months. And I just think that the recovery from shutting the economy down for months and months will be worse than what people, you know, than what can happen if people contract the disease. So I do think we need to shut it down for a month. I just don't want it to go on for I, I, for another two weeks. Like two weeks from today, it's supposed to be Easter, <laughs> and so if things, you know, say say we shut this thing down real hard for the next two weeks for Easter, we should be good. No, man. That's my that's my hopes. That's my thoughts about it. Uh. Honestly, bro, I agree that that's probably what's gonna have to happen. Cause I talked to one of my coworkers. She said her daughters and their kids, like they grown, but 
You're the college age kids. She's like, they understand the house. They be out like every day at the homie wow. house, at the homegirl house, at the park. Like, yeah. And she got I mean, uh, I was going to say, I, I think in your situation, I don't think kids should go back to school. Like, I, I don't think kids should go back to school. I think nah. kids, especially since it's, since the school year is so close to ending, I think mm-hmm. they should just go ahead and, and, and not go back to school. But yeah. I think everything else should open back up in a couple of weeks. If we do the right things in the, in the next couple of weeks, I think it should open up in uh, Easter. But it has to be something that everybody agrees to, saying, hey, let's, for the next couple of weeks, let's all agree to shut it down. I just I don't, I don't think people are willing to do it, man. Like, I'm with you. Your, your theory about the longer they take to lock it down, the longer it's going to take to stop. And uh, yeah. I know a lot of people panicking now about not having jobs. But as long as we've got people out here just refusing to, like you say, just handle it on their own, the longer it's going to take, bro. Like, we're starting to see people just being overwhelmed in hospitals because people just want to stay in the crib, bro. But I don't know, man. I don't see what's so bad about being locked up in the crib. Like, it ain't even like they locking you down, like, trolling the streets with a gun. Like, yo, you step outside, you're going to get arrested. Like, I don't see the big deal. I mean, I see it, but... Um, yeah, I, chill. I mean, I... It's two weeks. Oh. Ain't that bad? I mean, I... I think that if I think what hurts a lot of people is the uncertainty of everything. Like if if like when are things going to get back to normal? Like there hasn't been there's not a timetable for this, and I understand that you can't set a timetable for it. Um, but one, there's no timetable for it, and then two, some people don't like. Some people are just willing to take that chance like we saw with the spring breakers and everything some people are willing to take that chance of saying hey you know even if i do contract it you know i might have a cold for a few days and and i'll bounce back from it so i I think some people just don't think it'll take them out listen bro even if it don't take you out it seems like it's like super easy to give it to somebody else yeah that's the thing yeah. is that you can know you can have it and not know it. That, yeah. I think that's the scariest part about it is that, like they were saying, like with the with the um, Ebola virus or whatever, is like there was no way for you to not know that you had the Ebola virus. Like if you yeah. had it, you knew you had the Ebola virus, and, and so there that way you it wasn't easy to affect because you knew if you had the Ebola virus, not to go around people. But I think the problem that this virus has is that people have it and they don't know it and therefore yeah. they're not they're not taking the steps to be as careful um because they they don't even know they have it because the symptoms can be can be very um you know not as severe in people in some people and, and very severe in in others so the, yeah. it's, it's an unprecedented time man it's it's extremely unfortunate um you know, with the way, you know, people are, are dying, you know, people, um, you know, their, their world has been shaken up, you know, financially, everything, whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's, 
it's a it's a tough time for everybody, man. And and I'm just hoping that it um comes to an end sooner rather than later. I will say one thing, I don't think the media is helping because you know, for so many other important things that kind of exaggerate some stuff. And then now people are like, well, we know the media line, so we're just not going to listen to them. And I think that's yeah. that might have a bigger impact. Uh, your boy Donald Jalopy Trump out here talking about it ain't real, it's a hoax. But the first month of it, that ain't help. And then, uh, you know, just some people just feel like they're invincible, so. Yeah, I mean. It's, 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 a, it's a cocktail, man. This is the absolute worst time to play politics. I mean, right. It, right. It, it's just it's just the bad time to play politics, and unfortunately, that's just where um, things are at. I mean, the media one, it's a business, so their job is to you know keep viewership and and readership. And I think the more um, the more ideas or theories or um, false truths that are out there, the more people kind of cling to to new information. And so, you know, the media is kind of eating that up. And then, I mean, as I said, we can make every podcast about what your boy been doing this week, <laughs> you know, this weekend in Trump news. We can make a podcast out of that. But, I mean, like, there's not a news conference where he has, and he has one every day now, to where he doesn't talk about himself, <laughs> how good of a job he's doing. Like, Man, I was reading something the other day, this cat was talking about having a parade for himself for how good of a job what? <laughs> he, he was doing. Uh, <laughs> he was I, I, would, I would watch all of them, bro. <laughs> but it's like, this cat be <laughs> just... I don't know, man. I, I, I just got to turn the TV off. Like, if I ain't controlling what's on the TV, I ain't watching it, bro. Like, <laughs> Jarrell could be watching the news, and I, I ain't watching it. Because it's, it's just between him being a, a clown and then the rest of everybody else just trying to make everybody panic, I'm good. Like, I'm not watching. Like, yeah, it's it's enough It's enough information out there. What, what are they telling everybody? Like, five things they can do? Wash your hands, stay home, stay home, wash your hands, avoid touching surfaces, you know what I mean? Keep your stuff clean. And you you straight. But don't nobody want to follow them real simple instructions, bro. Like, you do you understand this toilet paper thing? I, I don't I still don't understand why toilet paper is just such a big item right now. I mean, I guess because if you gotta be trapped at the house, man, you you want to make sure you have the necessities, and that's one of the necessities, like I, I, I can, like I can tell you, stay open. I can tell you, I have not driven in two weeks. I have He's not driven been nowhere. I haven't been anywhere. Like I, I, I've been outside to exercise every day. Yeah, like I go for a run. Um, you know, shout out to um, L.A. Keys. Hopefully, the uh, the rap, the 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 twenty k is still on. Cause I'm, I'm trying to get ready for that. <laughs> that was supposed to be in. Uh, it was a lot of fun last month? year. It was ha- supposed to be happening in uh, June 20th. So I hope it's oh, still man. on. We I hope it's still be on better. because I'm, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get ready for it. But yeah, so I I found a way to exercise every day. So I've been outside every day, but yeah. I truly have not driven anywhere in two weeks, like two weeks. 
And that that has never ever happened before. Um, I'm trying to think if I've ever been on vacation for two weeks, and now I ain't at that at that level yet. So um, nah. nah, never nah, not driven in two weeks. So Bro. I think I might have to go out today though, because like I'm low on de- deodorant. So um, <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for you, that's one of the things ain't nobody touching. If you go, uh, yeah, I went to Big Lots and they had a three for eight. Oh. Some old spice, so I saw that yeah. about a week and a half ago, and I was like, Oh, gotta get it, gotta get it. Yeah, but oh man, man, man. I gotta go somewhere. Grocery store, man. Yeah, like I, I need That's to get some turkey bacon, that. some eggs, and some deodorant. That's it. That's it. Uh, I think a lot of people are having a hard time sitting down, staying at the crib. You know, what I mean, like. Again, you still have all this other stuff you can do. You can still go to the parks. Well, up until yesterday, but you can go outside for exercise. You can go to relatives' houses. You can go to grocery stores. You can go to Home Depot. Like, still a lot of places you can go. But I'm like, yo, y'all, chill out, man. Like, these governments are starting to put clamps down on people because people are not taking it serious. And people are not taking it serious because they're scared to stay in the house. I, I don't see what the, the big problem is, man. You got Wi-Fi, Netflix. I don't know. One problem I did and, see. And that, and, you know what I'm saying? We're we going to help people stay in the house a little later on the podcast. We're going to give them our, our list of how they can, you know, entertain themselves during this um, COVID uh, crisis. Look, man, listen, listen, we got, what, news galore based on the Rona crisis. We have tons of things you can do, but first and foremost, I thought this was the funniest news in the last couple of days. I think we're running out of condoms. Oh, wow. Condoms, because those of us that are staying in the house, <laughs> those of us that are Netflix and chilling, those of us who do, who do have those extensive runner playlists going up, getting it in. Uh, I saw a meme uh, on Facebook. I mean, no, it was Instagram. And the girl was like, Lord, please let the NBA season come back because I'm having to have sex with my dude every four hours. And then wow. the, the top comment under, she like, girl, that's it. I got to suck his thing every two hours. My jaw hurt. I'm like, please, Lord. Like, this nigga won't leave me wow. alone. So, <laughs> so it's going to be a whole, like, I guess around, what, December, January? It's going to be a oh, bunch of Corona babies. It's going to be about 19 Coronas. It's going to be some Aaliyahs and some Coronas. Uh, cats is getting it in, bro. And I, I, now, now, what's the cause of the the shortage of condoms? I mean, are just people just using them that fast, or were we expecting them to come from China and we can't accept them no more? Like, what's what's the deal? Like, it's just right, people let me, are let me, are you know, constant rotation or what? Because I'm out the game, so so I'm just uh, <laughs> learning um, to learn right now. I'm. I'm I want to say I'm out of the game for the same reason you is, but I'm just up here by myself. 
ain't got nothing else to say about that. Just nothing else is going on right now. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, Bloomberg News. Yes. Running out of condoms because they 50% short. Uh, oh, they're in Malaysia. So I'm guessing that's a problem. Is that we have to import them? And there seems kind of like to import uh, condoms. It's looking like the factory closed for a week. And I can hear old girls saying, Hey, you ain't sticking that condom from <laughs> me. So I, I, can, I can just hear old girls saying it. So <laughs> I think they're gonna be happy that hey, I need to take a break. They saying condoms can get more expensive. Um yeah, this this one place. So it's it's a combination of things because the production getting shut down. Dang, I thought it was because everybody was getting it in and using up all the rubbers. But no, nah, it's just because everybody can't go to work and the flights are getting delayed and all that stuff. So, oh well, that took the fun out of that. But well, uh, I mean, it's, it's cool that everybody's um, getting closer to the you know significant other. So yeah, let's let's, let's talk about some of the stuff they're watching now. Well, time out. Time out, time out, time out. Flipping the order up. Let's go ahead and do the uh, Black Awareness Rap. The show. Uh, you want to go ahead and kick it off, or you want me to go ahead and start? No, nah, I, I get to it. Let me do uh, congratulations to Octavia Spencer, um, LeBron James, but primarily Octavia Spencer uh, for three reasons, or two, two reasons. Our Netflix uh, miniseries was number three in the country for views on that that first week. So if you go on Netflix, you'll probably see it's like top three uh, in the top ten. Um, she was given a uh, significant pay raise um, because she's been getting advocates to, to finally speak up on her behalf. In addition to, let me say in addition to, people that have been joining her cause and getting equal pay for the work she's doing as an actress and uh very very fine work might i add um and she actually produced the uh madam cj walker miniseries so big ups to her um that'd be the bikini moment uh bikini contest segment and and i heard to add to that i know you mentioned lebron i heard that uh mid-production they um were a little cash strapped and uh lebron and his what is it? Um, his his is it undefeated or something like that? But nah, whatever his. Uh, but LeBron's company stepped in and and like gave her a nice influx of cash to keep things going. Um, I did hear about that on the uh, Daily Show. So um, I know you yeah. mentioned LeBron and he uh, stepped in and, and helped out with that uh, production. So yeah, all right for my bikini time. contest moment. Um, I would like to shout out. Um, a young lady, uh, she was the first doctor to cure um, cancer in mice using uh, nanoparticles. Um, it's Dr. Nicole Green. Uh, Nicole Green's actually her hyphenated last name. Um, but, you know, that's big. You know, it said a young black sister out here, you know, hopefully, you know, now that it's working in mice, maybe we could, um, you know, might help people out. So um, that'd be a big up for the sisters to, um, Lead that like they're leading everything else in the world right now. So, <laughs> big ups. 
A huge, huge, huge. Um, my community moment. I'm not going to take yours, but it's going to kind of piggyback off of yours. Um, Michelle Obama, in conjunction with a DJ, uh, were able to use Instagram Live to register over 200, no, over 300,000 voters in the voter registration drive. Um, Michelle Obama has an organization called When We Vote, and she was able to get that uh, done last weekend. No, as a matter of fact, I think it was Monday. Days starting to blur together, but uh, on Monday. So yeah, that's pretty it was. Cool. Yeah, it was supposed to be a live event, of course. I think um, a, a few, quite a few influential people in the entertainment industry was supposed to be a part of it, and I mm-hmm. think they were supposed to get together in Detroit uh, to have the live event. But you know, just Rona. like I said, these these determined sisters, they don't let none stop them. So nah, um, she went ahead and made it happen, man. And um, my community moment is I'm going to give a shout out to Stillman College. It's a college in Alabama. Um, in my in my my work, um, which is kind of being heated up right now, I work with a lot of college grant programs and, and school districts. And so I had the privilege of calling into Stillman College's um, student mm-hmm. success program. And I was blessed to hear Earth, Wind, and Fire for the um, <laughs> for, for, for the whole music for the whole music and um, I mean as I said I, I like Earth, Wind, and Fire that's my favorite band of all time yeah um, not a bad choice so, and so when I heard that whole music I just felt like I was at home I, I really did and, um, and to take it a step further when you hear a Stillman College, what's the first college you think you think of? Michigan State. <laughs> see, see that? No, no, Hillman, Hill, Hillman. Hillman from, College. From the college. So I went, college. I went to the, I went to the website, you know, to get more information about Stillman, and their, and their slogan just touched my heart once again. What slogan? You know what the slogan is preparing you for a different world. I'm saying I, I don't know what marketing geniuses they have at Stillman College, but same like you got that that <laughs> that person deserves an A for this semester. I tell you, I'm saying <laughs> so. Yeah, so shout out, shout out to Stillman College. Um, hopefully, we'll be doing a lot of uh, good work together. But um, but yeah, as I said, sometimes man, it just makes you wonder. Like I know I had this conversation with you a couple of times. We went to a, a PWI, but. Yeah. Every once in a while, you, you see things, you read things, or you experience some things to make you wonder how life would be different if we did go to HBCUs. We've had this conversation several times. And, yeah. um, and you know, as I said, that was one of those moments to where, you know, with, with, with it hit pulling at your heartstrings like that, or just the, the, the culture, the uh, references to pop culture, you know, mm-hmm. it's just dope experience. So, yeah. Uh, we certainly did have a experience at the PWI. We were attending, but I, I do sometimes think it pales in comparison in some ways. But uh, yeah, man, need to uh, show as much love to them as possible. Uh, and Trump, because you know Trump just gave him a, a big lump sum of money recently. Yeah, and, uh, and I mean he was quick to he was 
quick to point out that that's something yeah. that Obama did not do. I mean, he can't just give and, and keep his mouth shut. No, nah, he can't. So. <laughs> you know, can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We'll take it. Yeah. Uh, so. Hey, did did you want to touch on your uh, your art mo- moment or? Um. Yeah. I mean, as I said, I'll, I'll touch on it. You, you kind of alluded to it too. DJ Nice uh, kind of started the live streams, which I mean, he got up to what one hundred and forty thousand at one point with the star studded list. One hundred and sixty-five thousand with a star-studded yeah, list. So I mean, that's huge. And somebody who you know has a little bit experience is on the ones and twos. Um, I haven't done any live DJing uh, during this period, but that's a uh, big time man, and um, it's something that's well needed. Something that people were uh, looking forward to. And I know that right now, live streams might be a bit of a sore subject between you and I. But <laughs> shout out to that brother. <laughs> I'm saying he was able to get his going. So yeah, so D nice. That's my entertainment uh, moment for the week. Yeah, man, that uh, that was certainly very huge. Uh, I didn't have a specific person because I I just felt so. How did I feel? I don't know. I felt felt like there was a lot of positive emotional displays. Uh, a lot of love happening, you know, in conjunction with the D uh, nice live set on Instagram, kind of sparked off a lot of people jumping in the in the in the live stream game, uh, myself included, and it was just refreshing, man, to see that many people just coming together uh, virtually to have a great time and to, to kind of chill and support each other. Cause I know a lot of people, man. A lot of people have been panicking, like yeah. You know, a lot of people are afraid, and joblessness is certainly a very real issue. Um, a lot of people have been affected adversely by the medical side of the virus. So, um, the Cedos streams, like Manny Fresh had one, Questlove has been having one nightly. Um, I've enjoyed that a couple times. Uh, man, honestly, if you can think of one of your favorite artists. They probably did one. Uh, Badu, Eric Badu, Anthony Hamilton. Uh, I don't know, man. Just name somebody. They were doing one. And honestly, everybody except for one person that, to my knowledge, was doing it for free. And so, oh, yeah. I mean, it's making a lot of people feel good. Like now people are looking forward to it. Like, yo, when's the next so and so live stream? When's the next party? Uh, so that's been awesome. I thought that was uh, really helpful, man. Kind of make you feel like you're still getting that impact from getting out and partying. So I thought that was pretty dope. So yeah. shout out to anybody that's got a live stream going that is not about a sexual act, because there's been a lot of those too. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, there's been a, a few Instagram pages that have been getting flagged and shut down because, you know, Music and sex, you know, those two things have always been with us and they'll never go away. And so these guys, there's been a couple of guys that have been live streaming sex acts. Um, so like they've been going live and then telling people to come in and, you know, show why we should pay them to have sex online in front of us. So, um, oh, wow. yes, but you know, 
people are going to be people. So, uh, but speaking of streams and streaming, uh, what's on your roller playlist, man? You, you've been getting one together, been cooking one up. Um, I mean, let's go music playlist first. Music playlist. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. After um, the Stillman College call, I did go back and listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire's greatest hits. Yeah. So, um, shout out to Pops. I'm saying, I think I stole that CD from him, but uh... <laughs> you're listening to that U track. That's one. That's my What's favorite that? Earth, Wind, and Fire track. It's called You. You. Um... It's like a, it's not a hit, but I just love it a lot. So. <clears throat> It's not a hit. It wasn't a hit, so it's probably not on that. I mean, my favorite song from them is, is Serpentine Fire. I have no idea what they're talking about. Um, I don't even know. Serpentine it, Fire it go hits, hard. It, go it, hard. It, it hits. It hit it hard. But hard. As I said, what they're talking about, I don't know what kind of drugs them brothers was on back then, but... You guys <laughs> <laughs> really be wilding out, but with the topic. But... That's the one at the end where it started turning into like jazz at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Serpentine that, fire on the, hits hard. Yeah. Uh, one major thing I, I just been kind of stuck on, man. I'm trying to get out of it. Well, two things. Two artists. Childish Gambino dropped a new album uh, last Sunday. Uh, it's Donald Glover, the actor. And then uh, this producer I know. Not personally, but I know... Uh, Name knowledge. He dropped the project on Friday, so between those two projects, man, I just been kind of, I've been really happy with music. Um, just been kind of looping a lot of the music on there, man. If you happen to catch the first iteration of me trying to go live on Facebook, that song I was playing was from Knowledge. So, and that's been really dope. And I got pulled into this Facebook group after posting about. Uh, Asking people what's on their Rona playlist. And then there, man, they even dropping gems. Like, uh, just like some a lot of old school R&B, a lot of old school soul. I ain't seen Earth, Wind & Fire yet, but I've seen uh, LTD, Love Ballad. Yeah. Um, it's just been a lot of people trying to get their mind right and get right for somebody to come visit them. In that little, <laughs> it's been pretty dope, man. I think I think yeah. music is certainly going to be a wonderful thing to, to kind of connect people right now. So, yes. um, if you can turn off the news and turn on some music, get it done. No uh, how's it been like having to share the playlist? Is it like a thing that do you have to share with the family, or you got your own thing going on, or what? Um. Well, I'm still working, so a lot of times I'm sequestered in my office um, oh, okay. while in my home office while uh, you know while everybody else is doing their thing. Disney Plus has been major for the kids, like that is <laughs> like that's been a big time uh, for the kids. Them being able to watch Disney Plus um, yeah. throughout the day. Uh, we had a family movie night the other night. We watched Black Panther. Which was, That's which was you know, nice. So yeah, so you know, kind of explaining some things, you know, about the continent of Africa and and although Wakanda was a mythical place, you know, it, it is a representation of of what we do come from. So um, that right, was right. a nice 
entertaining plus uh, educational moment for us. So I ain't mad at but, it. Um, actually, beautiful. Yeah. So Disney Plus has been major for the kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but everybody. I mean, the only time we really share playlists really is when we're when we in the car. Um, I guess. But if if we're not, you know, um, in the car, you know, we pretty much, uh, or you know, we come together for family movie night or something like that. But other than yeah. that, it's pretty much everybody just rocking to what 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 they feel. So, see, you see this? Uh, can you see behind me in the, in the corner down there? Yeah, I see uh, Dolomite and uh, who's no, the man, other that's Major Harris. That's Major Harris. Huh? Major Harris. Uh, probably oh. see the angle of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought that was Dolomite. My bad. No, you, you look about the same. Why did you say that? Yeah. And then you see the uh, the ever-legendary Whitney Houston album. Yes. Yeah, man. It's, it's just been a, like a cool time. If you can, man, get on and uh, get your IG Live account. I mean, I, not IG Live. Instagram. Just Instagram. A lot of people have been hosting parties on there. So, um, yeah. Probably find somebody to do something that you enjoy on there. Uh, yes. Streaming, man. Let's get to the streaming with the Netflix dramas. Uh, yes. One big topic in the news lately. Uh, something that kind of takes our mind off of the coronavirus incidents and gives us something to think about as a community has been the uh, Octavia Spencer miniseries on Netflix. Uh, Self made, Madam CJ Walker story. Um, I enjoyed it. It's very nice to watch. It's pretty. Uh, the costumes are wonderful. It was awesome. It was black as hell. Uh, it gave a lot of people, like a lot of new artists, actors, actresses, a chance to come up. It gave some old beloved names a chance to re up. And uh, it was a very nice spectacle. Did you have a chance to catch it? Any of it? Actually, I I, I didn't. I'll be I'll be one hundred with you. I, I haven't seen any of it. I've uh, I'm familiar with the story um, of Madam uh, C.J. Walker. I have um, I've heard a lot of the, the the reviews on it and a lot of the I guess the criticisms of of the uh, show. Mm-hmm. And 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 I and I kind of had a conversation with you. Is that I don't think there's any perfect piece of work to where somebody can put something out and the and everybody will agree with it or rock with it. I think no matter Except what, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I, yes, but that yeah, but I mean that's a it's a fictional uh, tale. But I think that as long as it's some kind of historical piece. Um, that is supposed to be, um, you know, that that's supposed to be factual. I think people will always disagree with it. And so that's more the general conversation that I would like to have about it is why does everybody have to react to everything, you know, as if they were there themselves. Um, so that's where I'll, so the, that's where I'll start the conversation at. The debate has been the historical accuracy of self-made. Three large items, 
Well, the the biggest controversy with it has been the portrayal of Andy Malone, uh, Andy Turnbow Malone, who uh, was a piece of the composite character by the name of Addie Monroe in the show, in the miniseries. A lot of people were upset because Annie Malone was misrepresented by the character Addie Monroe. And so if you're not familiar with Annie Malone, Annie Malone was, by all intents and purposes, Madam C.J. Walker before Madam C.J. Walker. Healthcare industry, not healthcare, excuse me, hair care, beauty industry, uh, C.J. Walker used to work for her, and before she went out and struck out a business on her own, um, she had a miracle hair growth formula, opened up a ton of schools around the country, uh, and employed women. And there is a consensus out there that she was the first black female millionaire. Um, it's not very well documented, so it's not verified by any uh, government officials or people like Guinness World Book of Records. Now, I, along with several other people, took exception to how Adam Malone, Annie Malone, was portrayed in the show. Play say, man, y'all shut up. It's just black people have a good time. Let people have a good time. Yeah, I would if people that watched it weren't so gullible and easily influenced and just kind of glossed over it. Um, I've heard some comments like, oh, y'all was real doing mad, thinking it was a documentary, it was supposed to present like actual facts. It's like, nah, that ain't what the problem was. The problem is anytime arts get put out, anytime art gets put out, what up, man? People take it as gospel. And it's unfortunate because a lot of people don't want to do the work do some research on now but you got to take into account what people that are consuming the, the material are going to think so that that was my problem with it uh and then why you couldn't just say Anna Malone hired and taught her how to do what she was doing what, what was so bad about that ain't got no real problem with that that would have took away from the storyline so I mean, how was she portrayed in the in the in the story? Uh, in the movie, she was portrayed as a light, bright sister. Uh, that C.J. Walker had a an issue with because she was a light, bright sister. Um, she was portrayed as a person that called C.J. Walker ugly, too ugly to work for her. Um, in the story, she was told um, Adam Malone was a insecure woman that was constantly trying to follow behind C.J. Walker and keep up with what she was doing and trying to one-up her. Uh, she was this very pretty woman that was only taken, only, only listened to because she was pretty and light-skinned with long hair. And so because of that, she developed a complex. So, uh, oh, and she was supposed to be a rape baby. So the slave owner raped her mama and she's a mixed baby, she's a mulatto. Man, so they went pretty hard on her, huh? Yeah, uh, and they didn't they didn't emphasize the success that she had. They made her seem like she was somebody that was always trying to stay a step, like trying to step behind Madam C.J. Walker at every turn. And then at the end, 
they were saying uh, she was chasing behind CJ Walker, trying to sue her for using some of her uh, hair growth formula to make her own stuff. So technically, she was the villain. Oh wow! Yeah. So uh, yeah, that that's what a lot of people are upset about. Uh, her niece got involved and was like, "Yo." Y'all made my aunt look bad. Y'all lied about her. A um, couple other sites I sent you saying she technically was a mentor because she gave her leg up. She took on top of the game. Then she went out and did her own thing. I just I don't like that we had to like bash somebody else's legacy to prop another one up. Like I just really don't think that's necessary. I feel you there. I feel you there. Yeah, like um, I was thinking about just saying you had winners worrying about winning. And then uh, losers worry about the winners. In that situation, it, it kind of seemed like they turned Annie Malone from a, a winner into a loser that was worrying about C.J. Walker the whole time. Oh. Uh, so, uh, and just a couple people I talked to, man, they was like, well, I don't care if Annie Malone wasn't real, like, she wasn't like that in real life. Because in the movie, she was, she was, you know, nosy and insecure. I was like, that's not what she really was in real life, man. So a lot of people yeah. starting to think that. I just feel like it's irresponsible. So, uh, you know, still a good miniseries. Still enjoy watching yes. it. Uh, might even watch it again. But I know I'm able to uh, look at stuff objectively and if I see some inaccuracies or something that I don't, Think it's sitting well with me. I'm, I'll look into it. So, but don't let your kids think Adam Malone was like that, man. Uh, Monroe, tell your kids the same thing you're talking about Black Panther. Yes, will so, do. Yeah. So I'm sure YouTube. Matter of fact, let's see. They got a YouTube video for it right now. Uh, the second biggest issue I, I heard about it was uh. It was making brothers look real bad in in the movie, the miniseries, man. I heard that as well, man. I heard it was out there. Man. Made us look real sensitive and confident and uh, dependent. I mean, but what if that was the case? Like, what if that was actual, though? I mean, it's not like that never happens, though. No, it's not that it never happens, but there was nobody in the film that, I mean, the miniseries that wasn't like that. Like, oh, so every dude in the film was like that? Wow. It was Everybody was a monolith. It was a, I was like, y'all just, you know, every dude had his, his flaws, which, you know, is normal, but it just said at no point was there a, uh, a whole character developed from the uh, male point of view, like or as a man, like none of the male characters were fleshed out and developed. It was either you was a villain who was running numbers, you were a misogynist, uh, you were a cheater, uh, you were emotionally uh, unavailable, you were jealous. So they led um, with devices, huh? It's, it's like the the closest we got to a man that oh I guess the the best example of a man they gave which I'm sure nobody cared about was uh, a guy that was running her her number like her, her front offices he's like a CEO basically 
and he was kind of running everything, making sure stuff was up to par. But, uh, you know, he even had a moment where they, you know, she was like, I can't trust you. And so now he's untrustworthy, but he's been running your business for like the, the first 10 years. Um, he made a misstep um, because he didn't investigate where some money came from. But yeah, bro, what, what's going on, man? Was me and uh, Teal seem to think it could be a, a bit of an agenda. Like it, it seemed that way. Um, I mean, that's the thing is that this happened so long ago is that it, it's tough for one, it's tough for anybody to come out and dispute. I, I can understand, um, you know, Annie Malone or Addie Moreau. I can, I can understand people disputing her because, you know, stuff is written about her and, and what actually happened. But that's the thing about this thing that happened, what, close to 100 years ago is that it leaves a lot of gray area for people to come and say, you know, was he really like that or was he really not? Or are they just going off of what, not singling any one man out, but just saying how this was the, 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 the stereotypical or the typical black man at the time? I just find that real hard. But everybody into I mean, as I said, I, I, you know, with with what we've been able to accomplish, you know that not every guy was like that. You know, with, right. with, with, with what we've been able to accomplish, um, like um, there, I, I uh, ran into something yesterday on on Facebook to where you know a guy was like, where I think he asked a group of kids, you know, what do you think about when you see black men? What do you think about when you see black women or whatever? And the kid, all the kids answered like all of them were negative. Like yeah. every every answer that the kid kids offer were negative. Like black women, loud, bad attitude, um, video vixen, men, uh, violent, um, pimps players. Um, I, they didn't give the demographic of the kids, but they were just like, "What do you think about?" and and the, the the teacher even tried to clean it up. They're like, no, we're not talking about the negative attributes. What do you just think of, period? When you think <laughs> of black men and black women, they're like, no, this is what we think. And then he, and then he went even further to say, well, um, what percentage of black women and black men do you think fit this uh, criteria? And they're like, 70 to 90% of them. Damn. And oh, so um, I think middle school age. Okay, but um, I mean, but I, I'm pretty sure it was it wasn't a group of black kids or or black kids may feel that way. <laughs> they may feel that way too. Yeah, but, no but I just think that whether it be now or historically, is that you know black people have been portrayed in a certain way in a certain manner, and you know whether it be internally us or externally other folks. You know the way they see us is just—it's just comes with a lot of negative connotations. So there, there, therein lies my problem with the self-made miniseries on Netflix. We're finally at a place where anybody could tell their story, and the only thing we worry about now is—is is your 
backing large enough to reach a lot of people, right? But we can change the narrative of everything. So it it just really propped up this this standard or this notion that niggas ain't shit. Like, well, chicks is hustlers now, getting money, which again, statistically proven, that's a that's an accurate statement. And looking at the document, uh, document the miniseries, it seems like we've been doing that for a very long time. They even like they portray uh, Booker T. Washington as the misogynist, and uh, you know that was pretty messed up because uh, he was an advocate for uh, women's rights and spoke on behalf of a lot of women and at a lot of women's conventions. Uh, was it self-serving? Who knows? But being the largest African-American at the time to show up in places and speak for and with women, that's a big deal. But then to go in the, into the miniseries and just show them as, you know, just the trope for misogyny, now it's, it's no wonder that these group of kids are saying nothing but negative things. Here we are, we made this, this miniseries, and the only good thing we had to say was black women be hustling. That, that, that was it. Nothing else. That's the only thing we want to teach people. So uh, that's what I'm talking about, bro. Like we we're not being responsible with the images we're putting out because so many people consume our consume our content, and nobody's. I ain't gonna say nobody. Very few people are trying to be as careful as they can about how we've been portrayed. Yeah. Like. You know, we always blame rap music. Oh, rappers, 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 ball players, athletes, you know, all these entertainers, all bad guys, right? Cool. Now we're telling our own stories. We got our own pro production companies. Uh, Tyler Perry out, of, out here making us a lot of buffoons. Don't enjoy any of his work. Bunch of cross dressing buffoons. Um, everything is a, a distraught, distressed woman. Every black man is the villain in that story. I'm like, bro. I, I can't support that imagery. That's not how all black men and women operate. Not every black woman needs to be saved, and not every black dude is out here trying to trample a black woman. I don't, I don't like it. That's why I'm refusing to support it. I know people see it and be like, man, it's just entertainment. It's not entertainment. Because you got people that cannot see past just images on the screen being a representation of how millions of people behave around the world or they they may not they may not see anything to counteract that they that's Who's the only image the that they see what's Who's that whose job is it to show a counter because this is i'm saying but by proximity though i'm saying but by proximity they might not see like I, I just pulled it up um and it was a brother they said authentic images versus L, uh Alien images. And this is, it says, a few, a few years ago, I asked a group of students, what are the predominant images you see of black people in the media? In other words, how are black people often portrayed in movies, TV programs, and music videos? The students' mm -hmm. responses were not surprising. On one side of the board, I put black male, and on the other side of the board, I wrote black female. These are the answers that the students gave in all five classes that I asked. Black male, violent, criminal, disrespectful, Pimps and players, deadbeat dad. Black female, bad attitude, loud, teen, unwed mothers, 
welfare mothers, video vixens. So, so yeah. now they said that that's that's how we're portrayed in 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 media. Bro, remember Blair Underwood? Movie, yeah. Remember how dignified he was in the nineties, and how respected and revered he was by the women. Yes. Remember him and Denzel was like co-planner for like the hottest brothers on TV and all that stuff, and the kind of man you want to be with, all that you know, all that fanfare that was going along with their stardom. Yes. He was the he was C.J. Walker in the Madam C.J. Walker story. He was the husband yeah. that was emotionally dependent, uh, jealous. Weak and cheated on Madam C.J. Walker. So now, apparently, Blair Underwood, his perception has been changed to the nigga that played the husband that cheats on his wife because he's jealous and sensitive all the time. Because of a role he played as an actor? Apparently. Hey, Drew, wasn't he in a, a, a Tyler Perry movie too? Yeah. So... Because he did those two things in two very wildly popular pieces of art among black women. People our age group are starting to look at him as, oh, that's the dude you call when you want to do to play the jealous, insecure, cheating black husband. I'm like, dang. So, pe- so people can't separate no. entertainment no, ain't, from... Ain't nobody doing it, bro. And that's, that's what I be telling people. Like, I get it. You know, it's like five or six of us that can look at something and be like, it's artwork and it's this and it's that and it's a problem because some people are going to see it this way and it's a good thing because some people are going to see it that way. We we very few people that look at things objectively and not put your emotion in it. Um, and I just, I really don't like that it's such a, a large part of the artwork that we're producing now. So I mean, but you, but when you say producing, you have to understand that. I mean, I know you gave Octavia Spencer a, a big shout out early or whatever, but you got to understand she's not a historian, though. She's not she's not somebody who, you know, went and got a degree and, you know, and got a doctorate in Africana studies. She comes from the entertainment industry. So I'm you not. have to look at who's who's telling these stories. So they're telling a story from not from a historical um, Africana Bro. studies Bro. Um, view. They're telling the story from an entertainment purpose. So that's the thing is who's <laughs> telling the story. I'm, and I'm that's, the lens that they're gonna, that's the lens that they're going to paint the story in is, is what's historically accurate. I don't know. I, I, I was in acting school. Or what's, <laughs> what's more, more entertaining. So, I mean, I, I think that has to be taken into account of who's writing a story and the lens that it's going to be painted in. I'm trying. I'm trying to make sure I give you the the, the correct information here because I re- I remember seeing that the story or the, the miniseries is based on the writings by her niece, grand niece. So uh, I get it. There were some uh, artistic liberties that were taken and I, I get all that. You got to fill in what you can because we wasn't there every day of our life to get all of that. And of course, you're not going to be able to catch it in four 
40 minute long episodes. Completely understandable. But how did you manage to make sure you painted everybody as the villain? Like, for example, in the story, her uh, daughter was uh, a homosexual woman and she was a closeted homosexual. But you, you know how that went. You know, everybody knew, but as long as they didn't do nothing around the family or embarrass anybody, people was like, just keep that over there. Like she was married to a man, but she was living a life as a, as a homosexual. And so uh, instead of her just being the, the buffoonish homosexual daughter that's just all about self and fun, they actually gave her a character arc where at the end, she saw the the meaning of her mom's legacy, the, the, the importance of her work and the importance of preserving it. And she turned into this person that was serious about the work of preserving her mom's legacy and even started expanding it. And so at the end of the story, the daughter went from being, you know, the aimless, drifting, entertainment obsessed young lady to, oh, no, I got to preserve my mom's legacy and I got to expand it. So I'm like, well, how come nobody else got that character arc? How come nobody else got a chance to be fleshed out and turned into somebody we should know, take noteworthy of, right? And it was written by, uh, it was based on a book that was written by our relative uh, C.J. Walkers. So this is coming from the family. So it was loosely based on it. Granted, but your interpretation of the gaps that you fill in is to make every man look bad. Is that your interpretation of it? It's like, okay, you have all this room to work with. Well, that nigga cheated. He might have cheated for real. Like, hey, if he cheated, he cheated. Ain't nothing you can do about that. Cool. You telling me when no other man in the in the interactions of CJ Walker, a whole character? Now, let me ask you this, though. I mean, I think we touched on this on a previous podcast. Okay. Black women, they, they have a seat at the table now. They're able to um, put and produce things in well, their vision of how they see things, right? Right. Black men have had this voice before, mostly through entertainment, whether it be <laughs> music, you know, movies, things like that, or whatever. And black women haven't always appreciated the way they've been portrayed by black men, especially in hip hop music. And the, you know, do you do you think that black women are like, all right, now we got our chance? I'm saying, I mean, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right at all. Because I mean, neither one should do it to either to either one. Black women should not put down black men. Black men should not put down uh, black women. Do you think that now they're like, this is our shot? It's hard not to say yes, man. It's hard because, again, I know that's not every black woman. I know it's not every colored woman. There's no way possible for 24.1 million people to have the exact same opinion on the topic. So that's not what I'm saying. But these portrayals, Doug, these prominent portrayals, 
of how they feel about the dating relations and and, and marital relations, gender relations, it's hard not to, to see that as the dominating viewpoint. Like, I know there are different ones. Obviously, know there are different ones. But it's real hard to see where somebody's, like, trying their best to make sure other people are saying, we don't feel that way. We don't think that about all black men. So my thing is, and, and according to your question, it's, it's petty. It's, it's petty. Like, it's not necessary. I don't think what black men have been doing in music and all of that has been the best thing. I'm not saying we misogyny is right. I ain't saying being a pimp, having a ton of hoes and all that was right. Never said that, never will. Do we need to be like, okay, for the next hundred years, we just wanna bash y'all. How does that make anything different than what the men have been doing? If you have a problem with that, why you don't have a problem with what's happening now? That's, I just feel like people don't wanna take accountability, duh. Like, real deal, just trying not to. Like, matter of fact, Let's get into it. Steven Jackson, former NBA ball player, NBA champion. I think with the NBA or the, the Spurs. Spurs, yeah, with the Spurs. Yeah. I mean, he's a respected dude in the game. Um, not a legend per se, but he was a glue guy. He was like a Draymond before a Draymond. Kind of the same style and attitude towards the game. I'm a tough guy. Not too, I work not, too, not too many people wanted that smoke with, with, with Steven Jackson. Right, Let's right. Let's just say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So uh, William that, that's kind of what he's known for. Huh? Yeah, Captain Jack is what they call him. Yeah, yeah, but uh, stats. Uh, yeah, recently, uh, <clears throat> he released a video on his Instagram stories or live. I don't know how you post it, but it was on Instagram, and he was just lamenting the fact that he felt like he made a ton of mistakes when it came to choosing partners to bear children with, and he was he was trying to caution young black men to not end up the same boat he was in. And then he explained how he felt about his position after saying, don't do what I did. And he wrongfully said, bitter black women are worse than the cops. That's what he said. That's how he felt. Cool. I don't agree with that. Don't agree with that. Now. He was taking accountability. The entire video was him saying, please don't do what I did. I fucked up. I messed up. Blah, 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 blah. Be careful about who you choose to sleep with. I mean, and just to put it into context, he, he said that he had women by five. He had children by five different by women. By five different women. And that was a bad thing. And I mean, and, and he, he, he did say that, hey, don't do it. He, he encouraged young brothers to find one woman. And, yeah. have a, and start a family with, right. and I mean, he did from that point. He, of said, encouragement, he said all of that. That 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 that's 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 a good good message. Um, they should have him speak at the you know the NBA's rookie the symposium, symposium, right? You know to, to, to get these young cats <laughs> right. And that that's that's self accountability. Like he's blaming himself, right? Now, yeah, again, in the millions that he. he and he and he also mentioned the millions that he's had to pay in child support to, to these he, uh, different young ladies. Saying, and and, and and you know, and he he was just saying what it was or whatever, not glorifying it, not not you know making um, not 
making it seem better than what it was or whatever, but just explaining the situation. So, yeah. Right. And so, again, I don't think it was the most uh, the perfect example of how to take accountability for your life. We ain't praising or paying Stephen Jackson for being this oratorical genius. He ain't never been that. So, anyway, there's that. But because he has a platform, because millions of people may know about him or listen to him, Black women took exception, and then they did what they seem to be doing in the media. They flipped it and attacked him. Oh, well, where you supposed to be? How you supposed to be better? Ain't nobody tell you to go out here and hunt all these sisters and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, the entire premise of the video was I messed up, don't do what I did. Avoid these types of people if you can. But when nobody's trying to hear that, everybody's like bashing him. Bashing him. Oh, we tired of black man trying to. He wouldn't put nobody down. He said, avoid a segment of people in the population if you don't want to end up like me. Yeah. So I'm like, that again, if you don't speak in this perfect, I know it's hard to do, but this perfect way, this this exact way that leaves no room for interpretation, people gonna misconstrue what you're doing. Like the, the CJ Walker spot. We got grown-ups out here not being able to dialectically think about what's going on and just looking at it as something to be a reason to step on a, a platform and a, and a soapbox. And and I'll kind of go back to what you said about Madam uh, C.J. Walker's uh, daughter of how she was able to live a certain way, but through growth and evolution, she was able to become a different person in a, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's something that we don't necessarily allow people to do as much now as we did before, just because back then not everything was documented and not everything was recorded and we don't know everything about every person. But I think now, especially in the council culture is that we don't allow somebody to, to bounce back or overcome mistakes that they might've made in the past or whatever even though they've grown and matured past um, said mistakes. Listen, bro, you right about that? Because everybody don't be God. Everybody don't be judge and execution. That's what the entire concept of the Saw franchise, the film, movie franchise, yeah. one dude have the God complex. When I picked up on that after like the, the second one, I was like, I'm not watching this no more. He made seven different movies about this one man having a God complex. I was like, I can't watch this. Because this dude is not the end-all, be-all for people's lives. And much to what you're saying, the cancer culture is trying to be the end-all, be-all judge and jury execution for people saying one thing wrong or saying the right thing the wrong way. Yeah. But I'm not absolving the C.J. Walker documentary. Some responsibility you got to take for it. This ain't the time to just go out here and try to bash people because you mad at what somebody else did. This iPhone I stuff ain't working, bro. Because why? Sure. We the ones losing. White people yeah. ain't losing. Spanish people, a large population of them ain't losing. They getting in these political positions. Marco I mean, Rubio, like running the state. Yeah. Influencers. Who we, we got Andrew Gillum. That's the most influential dude we had coming out the state. And what I we mean, got, bro? His, his political career is over now, so... It ain't over, Doc. He just got to hide for a little while. 
That's what I mean, the, 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 I said it to somebody. I was like, the, 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 um, Andrew Gilliam, he is so thankful for this coronavirus. Yeah. Because this crap that this crap did not get out Perfect the way it could have. Yeah. I mean, he he probably like. I mean, it was so swept under the rug under all this coronavirus stuff that some people don't even know what what happened to this to this brother. But as soon as don't. he try to run for something, it's gonna come up though. But he could he could spin it. He already started he spinning. Spin it, but, so but yeah, started. but but he is he is one person. I don't know how many people are thankful for the coronavirus. But Andrew Gillum is one of them. <laughs> he happened. Yeah, that, that was brutal, bro. But um, that begs the question, man. Who who's gonna have a, a perfect legacy? Who's gonna be able to preserve the legacy that they have? Madam C.J. Walker's legacy has been preserved. Uh, it just got enhanced, buffered by this. Not buffered, buffed. By this uh, miniseries, but Booker T. Washington legacy just took a hit. <laughs> I, there's only two black men that that are uber popular that have like have gotten out scot free. They not they haven't even gotten out scot free because they're still living. To my Michael Jordan, black... Barack Obama. No, 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 no. Michael Jordan got got a whole bunch of bull crap that he had to come through. LeBron James and Barack Obama. Those are the only two, Woo! and the best, the best. I mean, as I said. I wish Barack Obama the absolute best, but he gotta something. He gotta hide he, he gotta, the rest of his life, dog. He gotta hide the rest of the life, or just die right now. That's like, the only I, way. I not wish that on the brother, but that's the, only, the way. only one. That's he the only one that's gonna get out scot free. And that's you know why? Why? Because of who his wife is. Yeah. Yeah. As long as she feel loved and expressed that she feels that way. She feels supported by him, even though in the book she she lamented the 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 routines and the, the, the lifestyle they had to lead to get to this point. Yeah. He, as long as he got her support and she's advocating and, and stomping for him, he's straight, man. I mean, and then LeBron too, the thing that helps him out is that he's with his high school sweetheart essentially. So, yeah. you know, he, he hasn't had to, you know, go out and, and, and do everything. So I think you make a great point there is that these are two two brothers that have been in long term solid relationships with, you know, with, you know, the same lady. So I think that does help out immensely. But, I mean, Jay-Z been with his wife for a long term time. Yeah. But, it, you know, I mean, Jay-Z, yeah. He just he doesn't get the same reverence because he admitted to. They let people into their marriage. And yeah. like any marriage, it wasn't perfect. And so people sure. wanted to be mad at Jay-Z. Now, I know anybody out here talking about half the rumors Beyonce got going on about her infidelity, but, you know, that's another subject. Like, we're not here to be petty with it, but I'm just like, this This, this is my takeaway from it. Beyonce, Jay-Z, uh, LeBron and Savannah, Michelle and Barack. These are three examples of people that are fighting and doing the work against the society norm to be in some black love situations. Yep. All three of them got a, a reason to be like, be real petty and be like, effing I'm done. I'm done with black woman, I'm done with black man. And just be out here like the rest of us on social media 
just sit here crying for nothing. These people putting in the work to fix it and make sure it's working. Jay Z whole 444 album was about, I need to fix myself. Yeah. Beyonce's Lemonade album was, I tried, I wasn't perfect, I'm hurt, I'm damaged, but I still want to be with you. And Jay-Z's last album was a was considered a family album. It, it was a family album. Everything it about it was a family album, yeah. I need yeah. to do better. I, my bad. I didn't know. I thought this is how I was raised. I messed up a lot. Please don't leave me. Yeah. Well, we're not talking about that, though. We're not talking about that on the internet. Niggas ain't ass. Women is tripping. Uh, it's... I, I don't know who's telling us to do this, but I got a lot of theories, a lot of historical documents that prove white people are getting exactly what they want out of black love and gender relations. Oh, yeah.